Hey, welcome to the Pittsburgh City Paper Podcast. My name is Alex Gordon. Today we are doing a special Father's Day episode, although we're doing kind of a, a weird take on it. I'm joined sure. today by Charlie Deach and his brother David. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for having me. So the reason we're doing, the reason it's a little bit uh, non-traditional, our take on it here, is because your father suffered with mental illness. Yes. What was that like growing up? It was interesting. You know, it was uh, <laughs> it was never dull, that's for sure. Um, our dad always had the, uh, if someone would ask, you know, or someone, if you would say, you're crazy, and he would yell, yeah, that's right, and I have papers to prove it, you know, and he was he was very proud of his, uh, of his I don't know about proud, he was, but he, was, he wasn't, he never hit it, that's for sure. Mm. Uh, so our dad uh, suffered from schizophrenia. Um, he was also bipolar, which I guess was also referred to as manic depressive. He was paranoid, uh, and he also, on top of all of that, he also had multiple sclerosis, so he had a, a physical uh, disability as well. And uh, so he was <laughs> among, you know, the 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 sort of mental issues. He also was in and out of a wheelchair for the entirety of our lives, and mm. um, you know, suffered from suffered from uh, tremors and and various things that go along with multiple sclerosis, and and. Sometimes I think the combination of the two were just. <laughs> I think I think yeah I think everything it was yeah I don't I don't know it was. Uh, I, I think the one thing to point out though I mean with his illness he was very delusional. I mean, yeah. Uh, delusions of grandeur as they say. I mean yeah. he, he thought that I don't want to say he thought he was Jesus or anything like that, but, but I mean obviously he, I mean he he really held himself in high regard. Hmm. I mean yeah. he would tell you how great he was and then write you a five page paper about it. Yeah. Yeah, he used to do just like he used to do things like uh we like you know we both we grew up with uh we grew up with the original Nintendo and uh we would play Super Mario Brothers for hours. And my dad didn't play probably couldn't play because of his multiple sclerosis, but he didn't play so he kept spiral notebooks with all of our scores. Like he would just what do you get at 99,500 what? You know, and he was just and that's how our dad talked too. I'm not, you know, putting on an accent. My dad was my dad was very much – he wasn't a Southern Baptist preacher, but he sort of thought he was. I think he thought he was a black Southern Baptist preacher, to be honest yeah, you with had you. mentioned that before. I, yeah, we it's talked about that before to forget, yeah. on our religion podcast. Yeah. Uh, Margaret Welsh sings songs for Jesus. So that was a good one. Um, but yeah, he would just he – would, when, he, when he would preach and he would say like – he had his mannerisms. Like he would say things like, you see, now you see Jesus went down to Galilee. Things like that, you know. Well, and it, it doesn't was, even have to be – Preaching, it, didn't, it, it could oh, be yeah. just everyday, I mean, talk. He start talking about himself. And yeah. he goes, well, you see, I, I might be sick, you see, but I still have my mind about me. Right. Yeah, which was, yeah. I'm say, sure about that. I oh, may wow. be in this wheelchair, but I still have my mind about me. Well, I, I mean, you know. And I will kick your ass. Yeah, he would always threaten to kick our ass. I mean, it was, and that kind of stuff, it was, you know, it was funny. And there was, you know, mm. and we laugh about it now. And some people might say, oh, my God, you're laughing at a guy's mental illness. But. You know, you got to remember, like going back, you know, as early as I remember, probably eight or nine. You know, I remember like some some kind of violent things sort of happening, not physical abuse or anything like that. But um, for example, I once had this metal farm set. It was I was sometime in the mid to late seventies, and my dad got mad about something, and he yelled something about. He think he stepped on the plastic pig or something, and he said something about these goddamn pigs, and he just started demolishing my my farm <laughs> like like a hurt like a tornado, you know. And it was like, but those are the kind of things it would just. And then five minutes later, he's like, "Hey, you guys want to go out and catch play catch? You want to go out and get some ice cream or something?" And it was always it was like. So did it seem? I guess at what age did you start to recognize that he wasn't like? Your probably like, I don't know. For me, like. 
probably like kindergarten thereabouts, maybe a little older, um, in which Dave and I are four years apart. I'm older. And, uh, yeah, so um, – and then growing up, I uh, I always tried to – we had to, we have an older brother too who was, oh. who was in the house, uh, who was four years older than myself. And um, he probably – he was older, so he probably got a little more brunt of the – of the really sort of dark side of things, right. I think. Um, but, um, you know, I tried to sort of, I tried to make mental illness fun for my brother, you know, it was like, well, you know, is fun. It, <laughs> you know, for me, I, I remember I was probably an early teenager and my dad had a neighbor that he argued with constantly yeah. and you could see him out there, you know, you know, real animated. Usually it was over religion because, mm-hmm. uh, Martin, he was, he was his buddy. He, uh, he read the Bible a few times, and he, he decided he was the new expert, and they would go at it. And I remember looking out the front window and seeing my dad. He's just he's just pointing and just talking away. And uh, when I looked out, because I, I thought Martin was there, there was nobody there. Yeah. So oh, wow. He was talking to himself. He would have philosophical discussions with himself. Well, I mean, Theological discussions. <laughs> Maybe when it was with Jesus. Yeah. Mm. Well, you know, that was the best thing for him because there's nobody to argue with. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and Charlie, you were mentioning he had, a, he had friends were kind of similarly yeah uh, i was telling alex today david uh two words for you chuck patterson (laughs) he had a so he had a friend chuck patterson went to our church and um he was also a disabled veteran from the vietnam war and chuck had something with his legs and he wore these huge braces so you have in various times my dad was either on a crutch or or i'm sorry not a crutch on a cane or in a wheelchair Mm. And Chuck, he and Chuck hang, hung out all the time. They bowl, they were in a bowling league together. If you can imagine a guy with massive tremors and a guy who can't bend his legs in a bowling league, how long that would take. But they were in a bowling league together. And uh, the one story I remember, um, and I, I think you probably remember this, David. We were um, – it was – I don't know. Chuck and his daughter, he had like an adult daughter who lived with him his entire life and uh, – we were <laughs> – it's another story for another time. But we, you know, we uh, we were walking – I don't know if we were walking to – I don't know where we were walking to. Um, anybody who sees me knows I probably went for ice cream a lot. Um, you had to eat through the pain. Uh, but we're walking and there was this neighbor. Um, you know, she's like a typical – like she was a typical like out of the 1970s after school special bad girl. You know, mm. she was like – she was – first of all, she was giant. Like she was huge and uh, – I, I think I have kids with her. <laughs> do you <laughs> it's, it's possible <laughs> oh man i hope not uh maybe you weren't that maybe you weren't that frightened by her <laughs> but she starts her and her friends like these older like high school girls they were you know it was like it really was it was like out of some like 70s like you know teensploitation movies with like the bad girls gang and they're like yelling and they yelled they were gonna come over they go we're gonna come over there and dump you out of that fucking wheelchair old man and this guy chuck I, I, we knew he was a little off his rocker. Chuck reaches. I don't know if it was in his boot, in his pants. I don't know. Chuck pulls out a fucking Bowie knife. I'm, I mean, I'm, this obviously it wasn't this big, was it? I'm for those listening. I'm, but it was. It was. It was twelve inches long, probably. This serrated on one side and like smooth on the other. And he said something about uh, give it a try, bitch, or something like that. Mm-hmm. You remember that? I don't know if you were. I think you I, were there. I, I don't think I was there, but I do. Remember yeah. That was a whole saga. Yeah. Yeah. There was, yeah. That went on for a long time. Yeah. This girl was a, yeah. Yeah. This girl also, uh, she also, uh, she also uh, allegedly fed our cat to a, to a dog who, then we had a three legged cat though. So that was kind of cool. So in a way she helped us out. We had a a three legged cat named Ginger. Yeah. Wait, she fed it to a dog. Well, she took the cat and the cat, you know, was then mauled by a dog. Oh, okay. 
I don't know if she was like serving it up on. Well, Sunday no, I don't think she like fucking food. put it on a grill and served her up her yeah. leg up. She cut her leg off. It's like <laughs> she is kind of crazy. She might have. She might have. It was like Walking Dead. She cut his leg off, made her watch. Poor Ginger. Her name was Ginger, by the way. The cat, not the girl. Who cut her leg <laughs> I off. Wish, I wish her name. Was <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's so. Just because of the the holiday, yeah. Did you guys celebrate Father's Day? Yeah, you had to because, had it, to. as my brother said, everything was like everything was about him, and so he was like, you know, his birthday, except for the birthday that we had a surprise party for him, and he came downstairs, and the surprise was on us. He was going bowling with Chuck, and so they did. <laughs> so they left and went bowling. Literally, there's a picture of us somewhere, my brother and I, with a cake that said "Happy Birthday, we love you, Dad," and we're both like got this frowns on our faces and. Um, but yeah, no, everything, it had to be, every, it had to be a big deal. Everything was, everything was a big deal. And, you know, like I said, some of it was tough because there were, you know, there were times that, you know, a lot of times we tried to, like I said, we tried to keep it light. We tried to keep it. And he, a lot of times he went along with that, but occasionally you knew if you pushed him too far, mm-hmm. like if you, he would, you know, he would snap. And it was, at those times it was, it was pretty scary, but, um, but yeah, he, he had to have a celebrate. The days that were about him were about him. And it was, and that's why he loved to preach at our church at that, at the time mm. that we grew up, he was only preaching part time, like filling in different places, different churches, and especially in our church and forget, I mean, we went to church every Sunday and, you know, from, I mean, throughout our entire childhood, I think you got a little lax as you uh, got older, but well, it's the baby. Right, you were the baby. Yeah, but I was uh I was having breakfast with Jesus uh probably for the first, you know, 14 15 years of my life. So Was he was he raised with religion? Yes, he has uh, his his mother and father who we never met who because my dad was my dad was is, was considerably younger than most of his siblings. And um all of his all of his brothers or most of his brothers were I think I don't know about the one that died, he, he died like a young, yeah, yeah. One died at a young age, but the rest of his brothers who lived to adulthood were were um, they were ministers. They were all ministers, and so it was like a really sort of strict. Uh, uh, I think our grandparents, yeah, obviously Deitch, our grandparents were German and mm-hmm. uh, strictly. I think, the, I think the one thing to point out with him when he went to the Air Force, he came home. Like, there's a story of, that he came home and his mother knew that he was knew that he smoked or whatever, and she said, "All right, Jerry, go ahead and." Light one up in front of me, and as soon as he did, man, she cracked him in the face. He was in his, he was in his 20s. Yeah, he's in his oh, 20s. Wow. Was, being yeah. disciplined by his mother. Wow. Yeah. And that was actually the first time, too, that he started having uh, – he started having some issues, I guess, because I think after he was uh, – I don't know. It was probably right before he was – uh, separated from the Air Force, um, he was spent some time in, in um, uh, you know, in a mental facility, a military mental facility. And, you know, they just, at that time, they just, they didn't know what it was. And so he would spend the next uh, probably 15 years or so trying to figure out mm. these issues. And, um, you know, at some point he was, he was married before my mom had two, we have two half brothers. And then, you know, some magic happened and he met our mother. Somehow he must have been sane one night and uh, he met my mother and uh, they were married, you know, a few, well, six, eight weeks, a couple, few months, I think. I, I, I never, very long. I yeah, it wasn't long at all. So, and then, you know, so then a few years later we started, we started popping out and making things interesting. But Did, yeah. Was there any ever thought that, um, obviously it wasn't a time when people talked about PTSD the way they talk about yeah. it. Now do they, did they think that there was a connection to his time in Vietnam or? Uh, my dad was actually in Korea. Oh, in Korea. Uh, yeah. My dad was a bit oh, older Chuck than, was yeah, Chuck was in Vietnam. Okay. I don't know what Chuck's doctors. I don't, I don't think that was ever really brought up. I, I, there's not, for us, I mean, there's, that I, I, I can't speak for Charlie totally, but there's not a lot of information 
uh, around that period of time. Yeah, we got his records. I got his records once, and there was, you know, there were some things, but there wasn't really anything that really said what was going on. He always talked about being in Korea, but when we went, when him and mom got divorced, uh, I remember sitting in the court, and they said, you know, about him being in the Air Force and during Korea, because he always mentioned, I was in during Korea, you know, I was in Korea. Yeah. And he was in Canada. Yeah, during the Korean War. Yeah, Yeah. and it could have been, honest to God, knowing our dad, it was probably he got deep into an episode of MASH and uh, (laughs) thought he was Hawkeye for for a few days. That could have happened. And uh, and let's say this, like, you know, it was, I mean, there were good times and bad, you know, Mm -hmm. and and like I said, people would be like, oh, you know, and mental, mental illness is not anything. And I'm glad that. You know, mental illness still has a stigma to it, and and I'm glad that it's less now than it used to be. But you know, there was no, there was, I mean, you know, we didn't go through counseling to figure out how to deal with it. We just sort of had to deal with it ourselves. And, uh, probably should have. Yeah, we probably should have. In fact, I think I'm sure some of us, some of us, if you were to check our uh, health insurance bills, there probably maybe a trip or two, uh, a trip or two to one of those doctors. But uh, so you know, he, it was good. Did he have a? You mentioned that he would say, "Yeah, I have, I have the papers to prove it." Yeah. So he was somewhat self-aware oh, of that perception. Oh, he was very aware. Yeah, he, he was, was very aware. I think that with him, I mean, that, would, that makes it um, a, a little more powerful for him because, yeah, yeah I am. This is, this is how I am, but this is why and this is me and, you know. Yeah, the go- I'm still the I'm still the great one. So deal right, with it, you know? yeah, the government the government actually he was he was he was um, diagnosed as 100 percent disabled because of his service uh, in in the Air Force. Hmm. So there, you asked about PTSD earlier. I don't know about that, but there was something that they managed to tie to that because, you know, we – I mean our mother stayed home with us. Um, but, um, you know, our dad, we lived off – he had a – he got a – he got a, a – you know, a disability pension from, right. from the government from his service. Um, so, yeah, so there, there, had, there had to be something there. But my dad embra- – I mean my dad embraced it. Like he would – like he would just tell people, you know, like – well, first, he like for example, he found out that because he was handicapped, he no longer had to dial a phone. He just had to pick up the phone. He would pick up the phone and he would go – and I think you might know the script better than me. But he'd say, Operator, this is Jerry Deitch from Wellsville, Ohio, and I am handicapped. I am looking for a number in Wellsville, Ohio for Wilma Skip Ralston. That was his best buddy, one of his best friends. Uh, in the church, Skip did not have any mental illness, unlike Chuck, but mm. – uh, um. Yeah. So he would do that stuff all the time, and literally, his first thing was, "Well, we had a rotary phone." But then, once we had a push button phone, he still he still. <laughs> at one point, we had a phone with buttons this big, and he still he still was still calling the operator because it was a free service. Well, you could tell when they were just trying to give him the number because he'd be like, "Oh no, please dial me through." Yeah, please dial me <laughs> through, operator. You know, and it was. Wait, uh, was he, he? Where was he born? He was born in Martins Ferry, Ohio. That. So not Foghorn even Southern Leghorn. Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Very Foghorn Leghornish in his voice. Wow. And when he would sing in church, it was always like this, you know, sort of deep uh, baritone, I guess. Uh, uh, yeah. But it, not it, really. It, 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 it engulfed the whole yeah. church. I actually remember a lady down the street uh, when I was a teenager. She, she asked me who I was. I was probably causing some trouble in her neighborhood, yeah. I'm sure. And uh, I told her my name. She goes, oh, is your dad that big guy that sings over everybody at church? <laughs> <laughs> That's him. Yes. Yes, it is him. I will say this, though. He was uh, – he did – like he stuck up for us probably <laughs> more times than he than he probably should have. Like he would always take our side like because we would – David especially. But we would cause some trouble. Like especially <laughs> like around 4th of July, we would do shit with fireworks that probably is, <laughs> you know, it was illegal, you know. 
And, uh, you know, this guy, our neighbor Pete, uh, was screaming at us one day for letting off fireworks. And he said, Pete, this is the 4th of July, our nation's birthday. You leave those boys alone to their fireworks. Wow. You know, <laughs> he would chase Jehovah Witnesses down the street waving an American flag. They would come to the door, and we used to, you know, he would... He would. He used to always sit on. We had this porch. He would always sit on the porch. Um, he smoked for a lot of years too, so he would sit out there so he could smoke yeah. on the porch. And they, they would come down the street because there was a Jehovah Witness. Uh, I don't know, it was a temple or a, 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 a you know, I don't know what they call it. Yeah. Anyway, the Jehovah Palace. The Jehovah Palace. They would come down. He would recognize them, and he would yell in there, "Boys, get my flag!" And we'd bring. <laughs> he'd have this big flag. He'd bring. If the flag wasn't up, if the flag was hanging, he'd rip it up out of the thing, and he'd start waving it. And you know, we salute the flag here. You know, or we'd take him his flag. Because us, it was again, it was funny, and it was, you know. But he was always he was always involved when he was home. I mean, he was in and out of like. Like veterans facilities for most of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, he would uh, he would always uh, he would always take up for us even when we were you know being assholes. And uh, so, which was a lot. yeah, which was a lot. A lot. But were you, you guys know, both equally shitty. Y- yeah, he got in trouble more than I did. Mm-hmm. Everybody got in trouble more than I did. Yeah. Well, I was. Oh. I would no. I, I was. Just, I, I'm not, I was. Just, I was absolutely a snitch. Yeah, well, that's another story <laughs> yes. That's for Sib National Siblings Day. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was uh, – but yeah, no, our, you know, it was – it was. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, he would challenge <laughs> – he would – like if you were to play – if you were to have a pickup game of football or basketball or, 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 or kickball even, my dad would be the referee. Had to be the referee. He would call balls and strikes at a kickball game. Like not <laughs> like – I mean, I don't know. And he was like – yeah. not only was he calling, he yeah. was calling from like 25 yards away. Yeah, because he was always the pitcher. And pissing off all the neighbor kids. And if the ball bounced, our yard was where everybody played. And if the ball bounced and you kicked it with your knee, he would go into these gestures. He'd like, you kicked it here, you're out, like that, you know. And he was just, he was, you know, he didn't, you know, he didn't really work. He just, Mm. but he, he did make the most of the life. He was really active in the church. He taught Sunday school. He preached from time to time. He really just, he made the, made the best of the situation. What what was the public perception? What were the people in the church? uh, What did they, what was their opinion of him? I, I don't think that they were fully aware of, yeah. of, of how bad it was. I mean, not, mm. I mean, when I say bad, it wasn't just how bad he was. Um, they were well aware of the multiple sclerosis, but as far as any type of mental illness, yeah. you know, I talk to people now that knew him back then, and, I mean, they didn't seem, they, they don't have any type of idea of, like, how bad it really was for him. Yeah, David goes to the, actually, now, his, he and his family go to the church that we grew up in. And, uh, yeah, it was, there were, I mean, there were some, we, there were some neighbors and close friends, because, I mean, there were some scary nights when, my dad would go off the handle and, um, you know, um, the, David talked earlier about his friend Martin, who was our next-door neighbor. Martin was a big dude. He was a giant Marine from World War II. He was a big guy. And uh, he and another guy, a um, couple guys, one day wrestled my dad into a car, took him to Pittsburgh. We didn't see him for probably three or four months, you know. And that happened That happened a lot, actually. Wait, why here? Um, Veterans Hospital. Veterans Hospital up, in, uh, up on uh, Highland Drive. Wow. Over in, uh, yeah, so. He would be in there, and, and then after a while, it became a monthly trip. Every month, he would yeah. be there for a week. My respite. He would call it his respite. <laughs> they told me it's better if I go in for a respite. The only the only good thing about our dad being a mental hospital is when we were kids, we every so often we'd get to stop by the zoo because the zoo was uh, – I'm not talking about Highland Drive, but the zoo – Yeah, the zoo was – oh, yeah. And that's the thing, too. Like – Going in and out, like visiting our father, I and mean, we there was many a Father's Day that we visited our dad in a mental facility mm-hmm. with a lot of other folks who were, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think you know, I think that uh, I don't know how old we were, but uh, we learned what masturbation was one day in the cafeteria of the I was mental hospital. About ten, yeah, mm-hmm. and then we saw it 
the hospital. <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, I got you. <laughs> Very nice. Hey, easy, easy. Yeah, thank you. But yeah, no, it was just these things that we would see. And I remember we're like, my brother and I were like, what? And my dad said, oh, that's just Danny. He loves himself or something like that. Oh, that's just Danny. And he starts, then he starts singing Danny Boy. He mm. would just start singing to the guy, Danny Boy, while he's just, you know, letting loose. And uh, Was yeah. it scary? Um, you know, for, it was, for me, I honestly didn't realize at that time what was going on. I know yeah. mom, you know, and that's one thing to point out. My mother was very, um, and I don't want to say protective. I mean, she was protective of him and making sure his, his interest was kept. But I yeah. mean, as far as making sure we didn't get subjected to certain things. Right. Like masturbating mental patients. So when you're masturbating in the uh, cafeteria at <laughs> the mental hospital, I mean, yeah. It's kind of a show for everyone. Then, then he took a, I remember he took a glass right out of the thing and then put it back. I oh, yeah, yeah. Myself, I remember thinking, about, I'm never going to drink water here. <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah, he picked, yeah, it was just, it was, the whole place was just, but I remember like a lot of, like a lot of like times in my life seeing my dad like in those kinds of facilities and it was, you know, but you made the, you made the best of that too. Like he would, like, you know, he would go away for his respite and he would come home and he had made like, you know. Uh, he would make. He made his wallets once. He would. He started making like latch hook rugs and pillows and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was just like so unlike my dad. But he would just be like, "I took up the latch hook," and he'd come home with an owl on a you know, on a pillow. And, and, then, like, and then he would have about five thousand of them laying around. Yeah, he would have unfinished latch hooks and <laughs> because you know. Was, because then it become like an obsessive yeah, thing. Yeah. Now he just he, now he's focused on one thing and that's it, man. Forget. Which it. is what I think the Mar- like the Mario Brothers scorekeeping was. Yeah. He just like he couldn't like he couldn't stop like and he could not stop even a. Yeah, decopage or deco decopage, whatever they call that. He, call, he called it decopage. I'm doing some decopage over here, boys. Yeah, he was very much. Everybody actually, go get me a Christmas card. I'm yeah, put them on a piece of wood. If you have any extra Christmas cards, I'm going to laminate them. I'm going to put them on some decopage. Yeah, it was you just. Like you like stupid? <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was just, and there was just, you know, there was weird behavior. Just there was a lot of things. And I, I again, I think, uh, yeah, just you know, my dad had a thing for urinating in places he wasn't supposed to urinate and things like that. I mean, and, I still do that. Yeah. Well, who doesn't urinate? Well, we all urinated in the cat box after after we found out. I was like, oh, you can piss well, in there. Sounds was, great. We didn't have a second bathroom. <laughs> You're now right. We did. No, we did. I mean, it was just. Oh, so he did it, and you guys were like, "Well, yeah, it was a good idea." The cat, mm. the cat, of course, wouldn't yeah. piss anyway. Yeah. The cat was pissing on the couch. Poor, poor Shaggy. <laughs> Shaggy was pissing on the couch. <laughs> Ginger was gone by then. Thank God, she couldn't yeah. have put up with it. With her, she would got an infection with her th- with her with the leg cut off. With so, the back thereof. yeah. So, were you guys self conscious about it when you brought? girlfriends or friends or I mean were you, was it like a big moment to have somebody meet your dad no because you know he was only he went to the nursing home when I was about I want to say 14 yeah okay and he like before I mean everybody like pretty much the only people that came around for me personally was like the neighbor kids and they all they all knew it yeah they were well aware like oh Mr. Deach is peeing outside again well, let's go swimming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a pool, and that was it. We had a pool, so that was. And my my dad convinced my mom that we needed this pool because it was good for his therapy for his legs to keep his for his for his MS. I don't know that he was ever in. I mean, he just hmm. he refereed. Then he refereed pool volleyball games. Is what he did. So it was, he was very versatile. <laughs> he was. He was. He was. Very. Yes, um, but yeah, it was it was strange. I was I was probably I think I was in high school or just leaving for college. I think when he when he left, and that was too. He just decided that he came home one day and decided that he he said well, I remember clearly. He said, "Well, I did it. I'm leaving." And we're like, "Where the hell are you going? <laughs> we should be the we should be given first option to leave." Yeah. And uh, he had he had decided with his doctors to put himself in a nursing home, and uh, that's where he uh, you know met his third wife. <laughs> Now, he had already moved out. He had already moved out. Well, he was yes, at her urging. 
he was too sick to be at home. Yes. And then after several years, he met some woman. Yes. I'm sure there's a little more to the story. Yeah. He moved into an apartment. I think apartment. she worked there, maybe. She was, I think she, actually, I think she was his home health aide. That's your, ste- listen, high. that's your stepmother. Be respectful. I, I know. I, <laughs> I, I apologize, Becky. Yes. Um, but I'm yeah. sure she's listening to the City Paper podcast. Yeah, I'm sure she is. I, I bet she is right now in her mind. Yes. Um, so she, um, but a- after he moved out and met her, I mean, he was, he was just kind of like a whole different person. I mean, yeah. He was, he was walking all the time. He claimed to be blind at oh, one yeah. point. Um, I went down there, I just bought my first new car and, um, he's, he was, he wasn't, he wasn't able to see. And they, remember they did the Survivor Series story on mm-hmm. WTOV 9? Yeah, yeah. Um, he was on oh, yeah. and he was like the local TV station. He yeah. did like a survivor story, how he was healed basically. Mm. Because yeah, he was in the middle of preaching, he couldn't see, and all of a sudden he could see. Now I believe in miracles. I mean I am I am religious and what have you. Don't get me wrong. But I would say up until that <laughs> yeah, up until that, um I had drove up my brand new car and uh I'm like, Hey dad, I, I got a new car and he's like, Oh yeah, you, is, is that red? <laughs> <He's> like, Wait a minute. <laughs> well, the best the best is so we knew something was kind of up with my dad like uh you know some things had happened that we thought maybe like he and my mom were having to, I mean it was it was his sort of starting it. Um but that they were sort of like on the outs. My dad had Done some, done a couple things, you know, like with finances and stuff that were, you know, my dad, my dad, my dad was no, uh, my dad was no financial advisor. Believe me, he was a no. Uh, but he, uh, he had done a couple things, and then he and my mom had talked, and he came home for Christmas, and it was. I remember, like my brother, my older brother, and I, we pushed his wheelchair because we had ton, like we had steep steps up to our house, right. so we pushed him sort of like the van that dropped him off couldn't get him up the hill behind the house to go to the alley. So we pushed him up the hill and we pushed him down around. He was blind and he couldn't walk. So we're in house for Christmas and uh, my dad is sort of pulling it, walking around like with his wheelchair in the house. He's getting around pretty well. I mean, he's not running into things. He's not, you know. And all of a sudden, he's probably from about 12 feet away. He said, oh, who sent that fruit basket? We found out that my dad came home basically – we think he pretended to be blind to like case the house. And he was asking my mom about all these, oh, now you got that new Jesus statue up there. Now, how much did that cost you? You know, he's like – he's casing the place before. So he was just – my dad was always like – I think if my dad was – I still think if my dad was uh, physically healthy or – I think my dad would have been like a great sort of like con man because you know, in a way he was. He got people to do shit for him. That, uh, you know, he never, never paid a nickel, never paid. I mean, you know, he just, he, again, that was him using his, you know, using, uh, using his situation to, to get yeah. what he needed to, you know, to survive sort of. Does anything specific come to mind there? Um, I remember when we moved into our new house, uh, we didn't, nobody lifted a finger because my dad all of a sudden had like 15 guys from, a, from our church come down and they're, you know, uh, taking furniture into the house and, you know, spent the day moving us in and. You know, my mom at the end of the day, she said, uh, "Jerry, did you did you offer?" Because you know they they had lunch for them, but she said, "Did you offer them? Did you offer them? You know, some money?" And he said, "Oh, they're glad to do it. They're glad to do it." And that was always the thing. It was like you know, it was. I, I always think about uh, the, the store down around the corner. Oh yeah, they don't offer they don't offer credit. You know, like no credit, don't ask type of thing. And what was it, Christmas Eve? You and yeah. Scott went down there. Yeah, and, uh, they they cornered him and my brother saying. Hey, your dad owes us like twenty bucks. Yeah, this He's is just running up a tab like it's like it's yeah. We got some Christmas money, my brother. We got some Christmas money in the mail, so we went down around the corner and like in the afternoon on Christmas Eve to mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, get some crap or whatever. And that's when he said, hey, you got to tell your dad. He's got to make a payment on this here bill. And see, my, I mean, he, he wasn't really – my mom never didn't let him have a lot of cash because he, right. he, did, some, he did some pretty wacky shit with when he had some money like, you know. Buy you know buy tons of stuff and you know they had the itemized bill. He bought some you know some Twinkies and cigarettes and uh, you know some chocolate milk. I think he did the same thing uptown at the, yeah, the drugstore too. Right? Yeah. yeah, he did some. St- oh yeah, he mm. ran up my mom's uh, <laughs> bill at the drugstore. Oh boy, you know, and it was just he would. But I those things I just yeah I don't know that he was. I don't know. I think, I, I think we asked him. You know, what did you? What were you buying? He said, "Oh, some cigarettes and uh, yeah, some candy bars." I ran out of because my mom wanted him to quit. My mom, like, although she wanted to quit smoking, although she still, well, up until she up until she had heart surgery, she still smoked. But you know, she would ration his cigarettes, and which he pissed him off. So he would he went out and <laughs> right. had secret cigarettes yeah. that he uh, had her, like hidden in our garage and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I remember mom telling me I'd go upstairs to wake her up because she she would she'd stay up later and sleep later in the day. I, I think some of it was just to avoid. That whole mess. Yeah. And she, I remember, I wasn't very old. I mean, I was maybe six or seven years old, and she was telling me, now, dad's cigarettes are down yeah. right here in right. this bag. Don't let him see you, but go give him his daily pack of cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Or his, his rash. He won, at one point, he was down, he's like, one an hour, he was allowed to have. Yeah, <laughs> and my mom. I remember too. It was like weird things. Like it was just like my mom told him you had to smoke outside. At one point, you have to smoke outside. But he would stand in the doorway, especially in the winter, and light his cigarette in the house and below. So, you know the the first sort of discharge, and then you know then you yeah. go outside on the porch, and you know <laughs> the house stunk anyway. And uh, the well, funny thing like- is, to this day, my mom always says, "I don't know why you boys have trouble with the asthma." And, you know, <laughs> our, both our parents smoked for thirty years. Yeah, black lung. Yeah, black lung. <laughs> well, it sounds like he was pretty. Uh, I don't know. If- charismatic or charming no he was I mean, yeah he was he was a musician he was a preacher i mean my dad was yeah. a was a great drummer he would tell you how great a drummer he was but he was also <laughs> time, me and bill pipes we were cutting heads yeah. down at the crystal lounge <laughs> down at the crystal lounge and i played wipeout 27 i said 27 times in a row <laughs> nobody had ever done that before at the crystal lounge and i'm sure he's right and then i left with his wife yeah uh the other thing uh the other my other favorite my dad's favorite my favorite my dad is musician story was there was a place out in Salem, Ohio, near where we live, called Ponderosa Park. It was like a campground, and they brought like they brought country acts there every once a week. And uh, uh, well, who was it? Who was the singer? Um, was not it Tanya Tucker. Tanya Tucker. So Tanya Tucker was coming to this Ponderosa Park, and my dad had known a lot of like a lot of musicians in the area. And for whatever reason, the house band, uh, the house band, the drummer, something happened to the drummer. I don't know what happened. And they called my dad. Herpes. Can you that's what he, that's what he, herpes? <laughs> probably. Um, he he said, "Can you, Jerry? We need you last minute. Can you come out? And you know, it's it's nothing. These songs aren't difficult. You could pick them up." Um, and my dad did. My dad had an incredible talent of like he never had a piano lesson. He could sit down at a piano. He wasn't great. He wasn't Mozart, but he could. You know, he, he could, could. Yeah, he could chord a piano. Yeah, I mean, he, he was very talented very musically. So he said, we need you to come out, uh, Tanya Tucker, we need you to come out and, and play two shows for Tanya Tucker. So my dad didn't drive because of all of his issues. Right. And uh, so he went down to my mom and said, uh, you know, he said, I- I'm going, uh, they just got a call. They need me to- out of Ponderosa. And, you know, it was for like whatever, like 80 bucks or something for yeah. two shows, 100 bucks at that time was probably pretty good. And uh, my mom said, well, who- who- who's out there? And he said, Tanya Tucker. And she goes, Tanya Tucker is a whore. You will not play for Tanya Tucker. And my dad said, Tanya Tucker's going to be my big break. <laughs> my dad thought by going out and playing for Tanya Tucker, she was either going to fall in love with him and marry him or, or take him on the road. You ruined it. Many fights many years later were like, 
Well, that time I was going to be Tanya Tucker's full-time drummer. You stopped that right oh, she away. Didn't, he didn't do it. No, he, he didn't do it. Wow. She wouldn't take him. He didn't ever ride. <laughs> he didn't ever ride. Believe me, in them days, if she told you no, you Yeah, ride, yeah, you did it. Yeah. He didn't really cross her either. Because, I mean, she, yeah. was, oh, interesting. she was the one that, uh, you know, she, kept it all together. Yeah, so she, he didn't she really did. want to push the yeah. barriers too much. Yeah, she controlled the... Uh, she could, she could, whatever reason she could, she was able to control him. Um, well, a lot of uh, control him, but she was able. She took a lot. She took a lot. The stuff that I talk about, like I said, we, we're laughing about stuff, and again, yeah. some of it was not stuff that probably at the time we might have laughed about. Right. But um, she, a lot of like the really hard brunt stuff. She took a lot of that stuff. I mean, it was, you know, and and you know, for, I, I I totally like am grateful, you know, for my mother for to my mother for that because she she took a she took a lot of shit dealt with a lot know, of stuff. And over it years. took personally for me. I mean, I was fourteen when Dad went to the nursing home. I mean, it took me a long time to realize, you know, that she did. I mean, she she took a lot there, and in in. I, I, I literally, I blamed her because, you know, a lot of the time she was trying to keep it all together with, with the chaos. Yeah. You know, you take it as, well, she, why she got to be so nasty? All right. right. What is, what, you know, what's her problem? You know, and, and you kind of forget the fact that he, he was sick. I mean, he was really yeah. sick. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he couldn't manage money. He couldn't drive a car. He, you, you know, you, he couldn't do anything that, you know, a normal. What about the VCR? <laughs> he was not allowed to touch VCRs because he wrote them every, he we, like 17. We finally got a new VCR for, we were wanting a VCR forever. And we got a VCR and we got a, a copy of Revenge of the Nerds with all the boobs and the whatnot. We were so excited. So we watched all that. So we went, we went to visit my mom's family and my dad, he didn't feel like going, so he stayed home. And he said, uh, but I want to watch this, whatever the movie was, probably Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> and, uh, and we're like, oh. and so we showed him, like, I don't, we put a piece of paper and it's like, just hit this button. So anyway, we come home several hours later. He's like, I don't know what's wrong with that VCR. I got to take that back to the store. And we're like, and we look and he's like, it won't play. I pressed all the buttons. And every button was mashed in, like on top, like every button was mashed in. Like you could, we couldn't, yeah. you couldn't get them out. Oh my God. Yeah, and uh, my mom, again, as, as probably a lot of moms were, she was a master at, she just, I, it was probably well past the return date from Hill's department store, but she took yeah. it back and got us a new VCR. Oh, she was like she was like that mom on the Goldbergs, man. Yeah. She'd make it happen. There was no telling her no. And this VCR just played, it didn't record. So the one we got in return was a recording mm. one, and my dad said, oh, look at that. Look what I got for you boys. Because oh he God. broke me. He goes, look what I got for you boys. wouldn't have that if it wasn't for me. That's what he was stuff he would say. Oh I mean, I guess in a way he looked on the bright side of everything, but it's, yeah. you know, but it's tough. This is actually, this is the toughest uh, every year. I mean, there's the anniversary of his death, and there's his, uh, he died right before Memorial Day in 2000. And uh, his birthday's in October, and that's, you know, but at Christmas. But Father's Day, for some reason, is just sort of, yeah, that's the day that sort of gets me. So it was, mm. I always think about about the, around this time of the year. So that it was. was a, uh, that was a whole lot of cheap slippers and uh, orange gumdrops, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. It was, you know, he just, yeah, he liked cheap candy and, you know. And, <laughs> I, I like cheap candy. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's caught you up. Or caught up with you. Yeah, so it's, it's you know, so this time of year is, you know, yeah. it's time we think about our dad and, you know, how um, the good stuff and the bad stuff. When was he born? 1934. Yeah. October 22nd. Yeah. So he was, I think, how old was he when he died? He was 65. 65 when he died. Yeah. So um, he was, he was, uh, he was quite a bit older than our mom too. 12 or 13 years, I think. So, um, yeah, but he was, yeah, he was, uh, you know, he was, uh, you know, he was, I think, I, he was as good a dad as he could be, I think. And, uh. You know, and like I said, it's sometimes it might be a little seem a little off putting to be laughing about somebody, but you know, we're laughing more at the situation yeah. than about you know. I mean, trying you lived to, it. You're not, yeah, you're we, not, weren't, we weren't you know beating him up or you know, yeah, just saying you know, you know yeah. Although we down. would we would laugh like when he would 
spank us. It was the most ridiculous fucking thing ever. I mean, he would just like he would. Re- I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you, and he would rear back, and it would just be like, yeah. But yeah. you just start laughing. One time, he uh, a mom told him that he had to hit me. Yeah, I was in something. I don't remember what it was. I yeah. was real small. And I remember I threw such a fit, he never, ever laid his hands on me again. Not, not one. Yeah, my mom thought David had polio for the first several years, early in his life, because he couldn't walk. Well, it's because my dad carried him everywhere, so he, like, he, he either, he wouldn't walk or he didn't know mm. how to walk, because my dad and my mom's like, I swear the boy has polio, and... <laughs> You know, he didn't have polio. He was just a lazy fuck is what he was. And yeah, my dad well. carried him everywhere. So, it was <laughs> so I mean, yeah, it was. If I could get that hook up now, I'd still take it. Yeah, <laughs> still take it. Um, but, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was, it, was as good, it was as good as it could be. And it was, you know, it was, I will say this. It's probably something that I've learned through talking to professionals hmm. that uh, it was probably a little more fucked up than I remember it. Like some of the things I, you know, because I'll tell these stories to some people and they'll just be like looking at you in fucking horror. And you're fucking like, and then he fucking, you know, pissed yeah. in the cat box. And they're like looking at you in horror I'm like no that's funny but you know so some of it obviously was I mean, a little more yeah, it was just, rougher I mean, in than general we... it was it was kind of a screwed up situation I mean yeah. it wasn't and it wasn't all you know him I mean just some of the things that happened I remember telling I think I, I may have been to a therapist once or twice myself get out and I remember saying uh, the time I was at, and I was young too but it was after Elvis Presley died and I said oh my mom is a, was, was a basket case and I remember her telling my dad um I wish it would have been you. Yeah. Wow. That was one. Yeah. And she was, I remember, like, yeah, it was clear as day. I remember that, too. And it was like one of those. I don't know why that marriage didn't last. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, but it lasted way longer than anybody yeah. thought oh, it yeah. would. So but it did... got to the point that my mom, like, my mom had to, like, she just had to, like, if he showed the least bit of, she she just went right back over the top and just, like, you know, put it, tried to, you know, quelch it or squash it as much yeah. as she could. So Did you know anything about his first wife? Yeah. Uh, well, not a lot, I guess. I, I know her. Uh, we're, we we were close for many, many years with her, with my dad's oldest son. Uh, and then after we sort of lost touch after after he uh, after he passed away, um, I remember we all you know we all got shit faced after his funeral. Yeah. Um, we all curious. we all we all yeah we all bonded after we all bonded over hatred of his third wife. So oh, I was about to all, say I was going to yeah. ask if Becky was the same as no the same yeah no relationship no it was uh, yeah there was. Uh, yeah, the first relationship was, you know, a little, you know. Yeah, dad had dad had two children yeah. to his first wife. Um, and, and, you know, as, it, the, the relationship, I mean, I, I, we, we saw him a couple of years ago. Yeah. Unfortunately, our sister-in-law had passed and, yeah. you know, we saw them. And, I mean, it's, it's not like there's any ill feelings or anything. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, unfortunately, they, they live in, you know, Virginia. Virginia. And we were kids. We used to, we used to go down there for, you know, a couple of weeks, week at a time and, in the summer, like every year for for years. Not my dad. Not my dad. I don't know if my dad ever went down there with us, but it was uh, me and my brother and my mother because my older brother was already in the army at that point. We drove down there probably for ten or 15, ten or twelve years. We drove down there every summer to spend spend some time in the summer with them, and you know, just sort of, you know, people have families, people you know move a little farther away, and it's just sort of. But yeah, they're you know still uh, still very important to us. But you know, it's just sort of, I, and you know, they had to deal with their own stuff too. So it's tough, like. You know, trying to process. You know, they they didn't they didn't get they didn't see as much of it. I don't think as uh, as we did. Yeah, because yeah. we were. Uh, I don't know how long that marriage lasted. I mean, they were still. It was thirty. Oh, the first one. Oh no, I don't. Oh know. yeah, no. Our parents were going on thirty years or yeah, so. Twenty five, twenty six years. years. Yeah. So I yeah. Say that one was, I, and I'm and I'm ballparking it like maybe like ten to twelve years. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't, I don't so. Know how old? I think it was Mark was maybe. In that age, you know, yeah, he was like a like a like a young teen, I think. So yeah, yeah it I was. Mean, that's an estimate, you know. Yeah, I don't know. 
You know what they say. I don't know. But it's it's it's. I wanted to ask Dave. I don't want to put you on the spot, but uh, do you? So do you? Have you learned? Did you learn anything as your? I'm not a father, but I'm you know I'm a professional uncle. But uh, have you learned anything as a father, like do's or don'ts from him, or do you just like don't do any yeah, of that stuff? You know, or? The thing is, is there's times because you know Dad was, and you know as far as it goes, Dad was could be a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, and and there's unfortunately. I take more after mom because, you know, mom is around more. And I don't mean that in a negative way towards my mom, but, you know, I'm the hard ass. I'm the hard yeah. ass with my kids. And you know what I mean? When it comes down to it, I probably you know, go more towards the way she was than, than dad. Um, I, I The only thing I can say, I mean, I try to be a little more uh, affectionate with my kids yeah. as much as I, you know, it, it's hard. You know, you had two people that weren't the most affectionate and dad, I can tell you, you know, you say about dad carrying carrying me around for the first couple of years of my life. I mean, not being able to walk, but you know, after that, there there wasn't a yeah. lot of affection. There wasn't mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, it was of fun, but it wasn't like you know, it wasn't like you know, oh, daddy, it was yeah. you know, get my notebook. <laughs> and, I, and I guess I had, personally, I kind of struggle with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just trying to be a little more affectionate, a little more easygoing sometimes when I, you know, you you, you just constantly. I, I kind of took the other side because you know, shit was always falling apart when yeah. we were kids. You know, it's like. I'm always feeling like I have to keep it together now. Yeah, right. Yeah, you don't want to just make it, you know, make it the best you can. You want it, you want it to be, no, I mean, you know, or make the best out of a bad situation. You want it to be. Yeah. You what know, about, what about you, Charlie? Any, anything as an uncle? That, that uh, you know? I, pro- I mean, just, just in how I, just pro- the sense of humor, I think. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I probably, like him, I probably think I'm funnier than I am. But uh, no, I just try and be like that sort of like fun, just sort of do whatever you want, just kind of hang out kind of a guy with uh, nieces and nephews and um yeah, to you, sense, you sense probably of are more like dad though in that sense. Yeah, because like you know when the kids are over, you're, you're you know you're kind of a pushover. Yeah. Just, oh no, I'm a push. Absolutely. You yeah. know, especially with you know my wow. kid. You know you can't you know you can't let him walk over you at all. Yeah. Right? No. He's well. No, I do. Unfortunately, my brother has an his oldest son is uh, let's just call him a bit of a handful from time to time. Um, but he yes. he I I actually do, I, I actually rarely He's sixteen. 16. I actually rarely do anything with him, just he and I, unless, without my wife there, because I, he just whatever he wants. It just you know, I just like he like he's a con man, like my dad actually, and he freaking snow me, you know, every day of the week. I don't, I don't, you know. Yeah, and he, he's 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 hard to deal with. It is some days. I don't mean he's not a. I don't want to say that he's not a bad kid. He's really not. He's a teenager, yeah, and he wants what he wants, and he doesn't care who he has to walk over yeah. if he has to do it. So, hmm. and when you got you know when you're kind of spineless. Charlie. <laughs> no, I, um, you know, yeah, it's, when it's, uh, you can't, you just, you know, he's, he's had a few issues himself and, you know, you just, you have to be very yeah. stern with him. Mm-hmm. And when those, you know, it's, it's a lot of that is probably, you know, cards you're dealt, you know, not anything you ask for and you just do the best you can with it. So, right. mm-hmm. um, but that, that also comes from me and I know we're probably going on way longer than we planned, but, um, there were, again, talking about the neighbor Martin and his wife, Margaret, they threw like the really, really, David was way little, but so. Through the times, like I'm like three, four, five, six in that range, it was things were really rough with my dad. Things were, things were really bad, and those were times that he was, you know, taken out in, you know, white coats and things like that. I mean, it was it was crazy and pff, an insensitive bastard. Um, I am, but it, but I had these neighbors who, um, particularly uh, the the wife, she and her husband too. They they just they shielded me from a lot of it. They would just scoop me up and get me out of it and take me out of it and. Uh, you know they 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 fed my pain, uh, believe me. And so, uh, uh, and I, yeah, you agree though that like like Margaret Martin, you know who you're speaking of now. I mean they were they were good for that, and they you know that was like the one 
ally that you know mom mm-hmm. had yeah but i kind of felt that there was people that really gave her a bad rap sometimes just because she was so um uptight and you know so matter of fact with him sometimes our mother yeah. yeah oh no absolutely yeah mm-hmm. no yeah no people were like oh because because he was a completely different person outside of the house it of really course, was yeah. and so it was you know he was you know saying and everybody you know he, was, he cut up a room and everybody you know everybody loved him but you know at home he and she and fortunately she was the most uh she was the bit you know the kind of the biggest target for him and a lot of, a lot of that stuff and like i said she didn't you know i don't know what it was like very early you know very early on you know when i was when i was way little but you know she just she just became like a bulldog mm-hmm. um and to just kind of put him down quickly and, and, you know, and sort of make things as normal as she could. So, you know, she, yeah, I, I, yeah, she probably gave up a lot of, she probably gave up a lot of fun in life to, mm. to sort of make that marriage work for as long as she did. And, you know, so for that, I mean, we didn't come from a broken home, I guess you could, you could say that it was broken. It just wasn't, uh, it was, it had a lot of tape it on cracked. it. Yeah, yeah, it was cracked. It had a lot of tape on it. A lot of, <laughs> yeah, a lot of yeah. duct tape and shit. It was it was it was interesting, definitely. You know, yeah. and I, you know, I'll bring this up too. You know, the fact that you know, I personally, you know, also have bipolar disorder, and uh, it's it's been a, um, it, it, I think a lot of the thing with me is just trying to make sure that I don't get like that. You know, I think that's one of my biggest fears because I saw how awful it became for him and how awful it could be for us at times. Yeah. Just, and it wasn't all, you know, you know. I, I think everybody has the misconception. If you have bipolar disorder, you know, you're this big rageaholic and, you know, you're screaming and yelling all the time and you're, you know, chasing down buses or something. I don't know. But, you know, the fact was, is I think that... Um, chasing down Jehovah Witnesses. <laughs> okay. And, and in our case, that did happen with him. But, you know, but I, but I, you know, there's such a stigma. And I think you spoke of that earlier. You know, it, it's not that bad. It's, it's not what everybody perceives. Right. You know, I, I raised three children. I have a wife. Um, I, I work. I, you know what I mean? You know, the, the perception that, you know, everybody's living off the system and stealing and this, that, and the other. It's just not the case. And yeah. It's a very unfair um, assumption. When were you first diagnosed with it? Uh, 2007. Uh, I was actually in uh, counseling with my second wife. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and honestly, where it came from is just the fact that she had said to the counselor that I uh, consistently left the cupboard doors open in the kitchen and it really pissed her off and uh she was trying to get past that and go on to another subject of something else i did i think and then uh the um the counselor he asked he said you know he kind of asked a few questions and he asked about family history and he said you know you might want to get that checked he said you might have like some adhd of some sort i don't know but he said you you might want to go see somebody and just see i did i walked in and about Two minutes after my arrival, this guy diagnosed me with bipolar disorder without barely asking me anything. Really tried to hide it from him, huh? So, um, yeah, so I said, you know, I said, uh, I said, I told him, I said, I think you're full of shit. So uh, I went and saw a couple other people, and they told me the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess kind of just being accepting of it yourself. It's, I mean, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, the, some of the things that, you know, he would have trouble with, you know, with the fact of, you know, he, he'd walk everywhere. He walked constantly. He walked yeah. four or five times a day. Um, but, you know, he was losing control of his bladder. He was losing, you know, and that was all because of his other illness. Yeah, that was multiple sclerosis, yeah. And, you know, it was bad enough that, you know, he was having trouble with that. And, you know, people were hard on him because of it. But now, you know, he's out in public and he can't hide it anymore. He's sitting there talking to himself and different things like that. And that's, I think, yeah. where, you know, kind of turned the page on it. Yeah, he was so, he was on so many medications, like, 
over our life, like heavy shit, like, you know, drugs that they, you know, they, they talk about, like, you know. Lithium was the. Lithium and Thorazine. And, yeah. And, and, and I was going to say he was like the perfect age for some of like the worst. Yeah. Some of the worst. Times in medication. Uh, right. And, exactly. And gave him shock therapy. Yeah. Like, shock therapy. Shock therapy back in the early 70s. Um, which I don't think that they've ever really proved that that's that helpful. Anyway. <laughs> I can't I, imagine. I don't think it did him any good. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. He was definitely the test case that the shit wasn't working. But yeah, no. So he, I mean, he went through a lot, he went through a lot of stuff with that too. I, the treatments, right. The treatments were just, they were, you know, a lot of them were, you know, the drugs either the drugs, like, I don't remember the drugs ever like really like leveling them out and making him happy. Like, but I remember like when they made him just lethargic and, oh, you know, nasty right. and yeah. So, but yeah, he walked, we lived, our town was like three miles from end to end and he would walk most of it every day. Um, you know, he would fish down to fish down off the, fish down off the, on the Ohio river and, you know, he just liked to do all that stuff. And people knew him, like, people knew that there was something, people knew there was a little off sometimes, but he was just sort of like a, a character, like, you know, he would you know, threaten to beat, you know, threaten to beat people up or, you know, like not unsolicited, but like, you know, like I remember I was getting picked on once my friend Sean and I we were walking home and this older kid, I think he was probably in sixth grade. He was like, he was waiting for us every day. So one, but we said, no, we'll get home. It's fine. Cause you know, we, we didn't want our parents, you know, next thing. So there was this place called the dairy dream, which was at the time was open. And, uh, this kid was waiting for my friend Sean and I on one side of the dairy dream. And he just starts yelling at us. They're going to kick our ass out of nowhere, like fucking Batman. My dad jumps out from behind the Dairy Dream, and he goes, "Scott Benningsley, you leave my boy alone!" Like that. And he said, "What are you going to do, old man?" And my dad had this thing, like he would like do like the wind up, like the big wind up with his arm. And he's like, "I'll show you what I'll do." And people, I mean, people thought he was crazy. Mm-hmm. They, they, were, they were right. Yeah, like 1940s. Yeah, it's like putting putting his dukes up and shit. And you know, and people would, you know, he often, often, oftentimes it worked and cleared house and stuff. But you know, it was. So yeah, he was just. Figure, well, there's something off with this guy. He might actually hit me. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was people. He might have, yeah, you might. You never know. And good thing Chuck wasn't there, for God's sakes. Yeah, Chuck so. would have shanked somebody. Yeah, if we can find Chuck's daughter, we'll bring her in, Alex. That'll be a that'll be a story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm curious how many of these characters are uh, still, still around. around. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, Chuck's probably. I'm what sure about um, Margaret and Melvin. Margaret and Martin? Martin. Martin. Uh, Martin Pat, he had. Uh, he got. He had th- throat cancer. Um, and he lived after uh, what I don't know what they call when they remove your tracheotomy. Tracheotomy, yeah, and he removed his voice box and things like that. He, he lived for about what, I think it was like four, somewhere between four years. and six years. Yeah, 80, 1985 is when he yeah. actually had that all done, and then I want to say it was like January of ninety. Yeah, he was still alive when I, I graduated in eighty nine. He was still alive when I graduated. So, you know, so he died, and then Margaret. Um, she she passed uh, last three or four years, I would think five years. Yeah, it's been, yeah. Yeah, probably more like five years. But you stayed years, in yeah. touch? Or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. um, I mean, couldn't, not as much. Because, I, I mean, I lived I lived outside the area for, for several years. And so um, I'd always try and see her when I came home for Christmas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was – yeah, I mean, she's – there's no doubt. They say that, like, um, the, like, kids who, like, grow up in, like, sort of, like, a, a tough situation as kids, there's usually – if the kid comes out okay, there's usually somebody that, like, was there to pull them through. And she, there's no doubt for me she, mm-hmm. that was – she was mine. So – yeah, she heard Martin definitely definitely the reason that I'm you know, definitely the reason that I have all of this. <laughs> <laughs> you do, you like this, don't yeah. you? And king on his throne. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, Alex Gordon, David Deach, Pittsburgh City People Podcast. Thanks a lot for joining me. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Very nice.